Hey. Aw, look at Mrs. Rhodes. Isn't she cute? And peaceful as a baby. I want her so bad. <laughs> well, maybe I can help you out. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Jamie, and Al. It is the agony of defeat. My name is Al. Listen, your hormones, our podcast, you guys don't stand a chance. I'm Jamie, and I'm attractive in a cheap, tawdry sort of way. Mm -hmm. I'm Jerry, and I'm here with boobs on. I mean, bells on. Okay, Weederneck, just relax. Whoa, let's not be throwing around disrespectful uh, names like that, okay? I thought you'd be honored for me to call you Weederneck. I'll tell you what I'm not honored about. Marcy, okay? This whole episode. Marcy. Yeah. I would just like to start this off. Oh, wait. Let's get official first. Uh, The Agony of Defeat, Season 4, Episode 22, Original Air Date. Not written on here. Oh, no. May 6, 1990, Director Jerry Cohen, Writers Diane Burroughs, Joey Gertrude, and. Hey, what was that last name again? Uh, Gutter, Gutierrez. I, I just didn't quite catch it. Can you say it one more time? No, you know why? Because I have to get to something very important. <laughs> I, in the last episode, ended that show by actually saying, when we read the description, oh, which I have to do again also, so this works. Handpicked to judge a beauty pageant at his shoe store, Al is plagued by nightmares about scary feet while Marcy fears she slept with Bud. Now, I read that, and I said, huh, that's weird. I don't remember that subplot. (laughs) Now, watching this, is it not blatantly obvious that the entire name of the episode and the entire theme that Al is playing out in this whole thing is the subplot. I mean, essentially, doesn't it seem like... Well, yes, most of the time is devoted to that. I mean, it the um, the reveal, or, you know, when the shoe, the other shoe dropped <laughs> at the end of the episode, like you're waiting for the payoff on, you know, Al's storyline, you get, you know, you go through the majority of the episode and then you get just a really quick bam, you know? So it really wasn't about that even though it started with him having nightmares and ended with him having nightmares very little of the middle of the episode was devoted to that how weird is it that the way my mind compartmentalized this whole thing it's as if al and this foot nightmares and the foot pageant was the entire crux of the episode and this other thing was a subplot very secondary small thing they threw in like, that's literally how I remembered it. Well, maybe it's because of the title. I don't know. I was really hoping they would play the theme to, like, Wide World of Sports or something uh, to play off the title, <laughs> you know. 
spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic competition. This is ABC's Wide World of Sports. The agony of defeat. That yeah, but they didn't. Um, but I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe you were uh, led into believing that because of the, the the title of the episode or something. And the famous image at the end. Right. Yeah. That and that's another thing that is kind of iconic. Mm-hmm. So I guess that sticks with you. But the whole time I'm watching, I'm thinking, wow, this is really more about, or it felt to me like it was more about Marcy and Bud. Oh yeah. When you were reading off the description this time, I was just kind of like, wow, they really minimized, like, what the big story of this episode is. Like, yeah, it starts with Al and it ends with Al, but he's gone for a good chunk of the episode. Right. I wonder if the material was so racy that they wanted to subconsciously bury it in a weird way. Even, like, describing it now. Like, I'm reading that from the DVD set. You would think... At that point, it's like, well, the cat's out of the bag. We could just say what this is about. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is like a 30-year-old woman sleeping with like a 15, 16-year-old. Right. It's it's just like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, this is a storyline that really wouldn't even be touched today. No. No one would even consider writing that. So. The person who wrote it, everybody would look at him like, dude, are you serious? And it's a chick. And Joey Gerzers in. One more time. Uh, actually, I closed the page, so I, I just would rather do uh-huh. it yeah, if I was reading it. <laughs> so Al starts us off with a foot nightmare with special effects, guys. Uh, we got some special oh, yeah. effects here. William Castle uh, <laughs> quality special effects here. <laughs> Feet. Feet. No more feet! <laughs> no more feet! No more feet! Help me! Help! Help! <laughs> feet! Feet! So, uh, it's a double nightmare. Peg... Tries to comfort him somewhat. Al, honey, wake up. You're having a dream. Oh, Peg, thank God. For the first time since the first time, I'm glad to see you in bed. It was horrible, Peg. There were feet everywhere. Oh, poor baby. Let me get you a glass of water. She says she's going to get him a glass of water or something, and then she pulls the covers off of herself and she has these strange giant plastic feet and there's like this creepy bluish tinted lighting that makes it actually kind of scary yeah i'm not a fan of uh looking at her feet her fake feet whatever they want to call it uh, I do like the line, though, uh, for the first time since the first time, I'm glad to see you in bed. Yeah, so he's saying, like, the first time he got her in bed, that was cool. But since then, he has not been happy to see her hop into his bed. 
Which, uh, I would say, Al, uh, you just need a blonde wig and you'll be happy again. <laughs> That's been proven. Touch anything, please. Something. Do you guys ever dream about being at work? Uh, yes, I actually dreamed about being at work last night. Uh, and it happens fairly often. Fairly often. When I was... Um, waiting tables. I had a dream that I worked in this giant restaurant. I mean, it was huge. And I kept having to, for whatever reason, I had tables in various different corners of the restaurant. So I was running. I mean, and obviously if a restaurant is that large, they would have sections, you know, but I was, I was running all over the restaurant and I'm talking like acres and I was running all over wow. the restaurant and I couldn't get to everyone and people were yelling at me and I was freaking out. Is so, like, um, I frequently, it's usually like a, it's always a stressful thing. Like I never dream about work and it's something good. Like you're doing great. Yeah, like if I had your dream, the way mine translate, they would be like, I'd be trying to bring food to a table that's in a crowded room, and I'd just keep walking and looking around, and in my mind, I'd never be able to identify the table I'm supposed to be at, and I would just end up putting it down in front of anyone and thinking, like something in my subconscious was like, well, this is a dream, so like, let's give it to anybody, and they'll probably just take it, right? Well, thanks to your wife posting how you talk in your sleep, we most of the time know what you're dreaming about. <laughs> That's true. That's weird. All my all my dreams uh, are more about uh, I have the dream that I have to keep doing reoccurring guest spots on a sitcom podcast, and it's uh, starts with an M. What's it called? Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. That's what it was. Ah, was it a nightmare? It started out that way, but I came to love it as I started loving a certain male character wow interesting then he left me to be all alone with a bottle and a 15 year old <laughs> you gotta pry that jug out of your mouth <laughs> ah, i think it's kind of cool with that jug around um <clears throat> yeah i I dream about work all the time, and it's the same old thing. When I was younger, I used to read electric meters on the side of people's houses. Like, I'd literally walk to 400 houses a day and just go to the side of it, read your electric meter, punch it in, and go to the next one. And when I would dream about it, I'd look at it, and I couldn't – because you're supposed to read all the numbers backwards so that you don't make a mistake. And you punch it in forwards, but it reads it – it puts it in backwards. That just sounds like it would make you have more mistakes. No, it's weird. It's a weird system. Huh. But in the dreams, when I I couldn't read what was on the mirror, I couldn't make out the numbers, I couldn't understand them. Whatever it was, I couldn't do it, and that's how I. That's why I said about the way. If I was a waiter, that's like that's what I would always be doing. I could never, I'd never get to my destination. And it's like the weirdest thing. I wonder if that's like some subconscious thing that I, I feel like I'll never get to something. I don't know. But either way, it's better than dreaming about feet. You are such a baby. You know, I have to stare up your nostrils all night long. You don't see me waking up screaming, hair, hair. You know, if the toilet was just a little bit bigger. <laughs> Glad they called that back. Yeah, I was so excited for that callback. <laughs> <laughs> and people hate us for saying this. Like, I had one person who wrote and said, listen, man, I like all your shows and that, but God, the one thing that irks me about you people is that you don't like one of my favorite episodes. Not everything's going to work for everybody, and 
that episode is just really awkward. I want Jamie to, to like, rewatch, because I'm sure she's seen it in her lifetime, but I want her to, like, watch it fresh, and I'd like to do a little segment. I'm actually thinking of putting little segments at the end of these shows. Like, we uh, get mail from people, and I, I'll read them on here or something like that, or maybe, like, have Jamie revisit something and see what she thought of it or, you know, something cool like that. Oh, fun. Yeah, a little, uh, you know, mix it up a little bit. So, <clears throat> Marcy's been sleeping on the Bundy couch for $25 a week because she's so lonely, like Jamie said a few episodes ago. It's just nice to know there's people in the house when you're sleeping, I guess. So, that's happening. Al's allowing it. And this little Peggy gets a sex point. Yes, she does. Wow. You know what? I'll bet she never gets to say this little Peggy went to market. (laughs) Wow. This little Peggy had roast beef, but the rest of her family had none. (laughs) (laughs) This little Peggy's in the backseat. And this little Peggy spent yet another birthday in an alley. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just, like, have a whole episode where it's nothing but us, like, telling what Peggy did, but in the Three Little Pigs story. But it's just (laughs) us constantly. And this little Peggy ate a bonbon and killed a gymnast. Mm. Or Jim got, what was Jim Jupiter. A professional trainer? Jim Jupiter, yeah. Killed a Jim Jupiter. Yeah. One of my favorites. Um, So... Marcy's kind of cool because she's like drunk and in the dark, getting into a movie and drunk. She's like depressed. Yeah, you can give her some mother issues and possibly turning into a werewolf. And that's definitely you, Alex. <laughs> uh, Kelly comes home with King Mullet and makes out with him on top of Marcy for the third time this week. Uh, and I don't mean just him. She makes out with a guy on top of Marcy for the third time this week. It is your very essence I stole. Your beauty overwhelms me. <sighs> take me now. Yes, Charles, take her. And when you're done, take me. I wonder what it feels like to be in someone's arms again. Please, Peg, you're killing me. (laughs) Kelly, are you sure this is okay? Because last time your dad swung me around the room by my earring. (laughs) It's just because you touched his remote control. Don't worry. Enough of this at home for my mom's friends. <laughs> well, thank you, Mrs. Rhodes. That was the third guy this week that I was truly in love with that you messed up for me. Do it once, and okay, you can say, I didn't know you were there. But at this point, she obviously knows. <laughs> I love his reaction. Help me, Kelly, an old chick's got me. 
I took umbrage with that, though, because Marcy's, like, only 33, and she doesn't look old or bad for her age. Yeah, but Kelly and them call, like, everyone old. Like, from a teenager's perspective, all of them are old. I know, but that's really depressing. It really is. It's very depressing. Well, you know what's not depressing? Places where you can see uh, mullet uh, Jim over here. Uh, His name is Noah Blake, and he... It's not Noah Mullet, right? No, it's it's definitely a mullet. (laughs) Uh, Noah Blake was in the Werewolf TV series. He was in Piranaconda, uh, a made-for-TV movie called Teen Witch. He had a few guest spots through The Wonder Years, Harry and the Hendersons, the TV show. Uh, He actually played... The Bigfoot in that movie, they just kind of like gave him uh, like they just kind of rolled brown paint on his face and was like, just let your hair go wild. Wait, did you really see? Are you joking? Like, is the makeup really bad? Did you check it out? The world may never know. I think that's a mullet joke. It was a mullet joke. Uh (laughs) And last but not least, he was also in Mystery Man as a just random college guy. So there you go. Wow. Way to go. Random college guy. That's an awesome Random credit. college guy. He got to be in one episode of The Wonder Years, and he got to be in one episode of that werewolf TV show that we'll never be able to watch. Did he make out with Winnie Cooper? No, he did not make out with Winnie Cooper. That did not. But he did make out with a Piranaconda, which you can see in Piranaconda. <laughs> I just want to say Piranaconda a lot. I know. That's one of my favorite of those mishmash monster oh, movies God. that sci-fi was doing for a while is... That's that's one of the favorite ones because it rolls right off the tongue. It does. It's it's way better than Sharktopus, like Piranaconda. I feel almost uh, exotic saying it. Yeah. Yeah, Marcy is actually 32 years old and Bud is 16 in real life. So she is exactly twice his age. Oh, no, wait, he's 17, but still. Hey, it, sometimes it happens. It's okay when you're older in life. Like, for instance, uh, my mom's husband is like four or five months younger than me. Oh, really? I'm all yeah. So, but but this only works when both are over the age of eighteen. Then you can have any kind of age gap you want. Yeah, my wife's ten years younger than me. Yeah. See, do, you, yeah. do you beat him up? Huh? No, he's much bigger than me, but I'm smarter yeah. than him. Okay. So we trade. We can trade shots. Does he listen to this? Uh, he does occasionally uh, listen to this, and he doesn't watch Married with Children, but he thinks we're funny. Oh well, he's right about me. I mean us. Yeah, yeah, us definitely. Uh, I mean, Alex, you're funny. I mean, you didn't have to bring you know Dan on to make yourself seem funnier in comparison. <laughs> he is going to hear that, and I'm just going <laughs> to sit back and watch. That one's just for my good old buddy, Dan. Uh, Steve did nothing wrong. Bosco deserved it. (laughs) Uh, Kelly in a tight, skin-tight, purple mini dress. Wow. Uh, I really almost, I had to rewind this because I kind of zoned out of what Marcy was even saying. I couldn't sympathize with her plight because I was just, I was just distracted. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Jerry, are you ever going to take off that ring that you that big S ring you made up uh, when we started the show? No. Here, no. Here's why. Dude, well, no, take it off, man. Come on, uh, here, right, give me. Uh, uh, give, no, give me your no, hand. No. Look. No, 
Where's security at? I am getting assaulted by a man who sells shoes. As a forest park ranger, I should not have to deal with such. How'd you get my ring off? Dude, listen to me. Steve is off the show. You have to face it. But he'll be back. Well, when he comes back, we'll give it back to you. This is just getting weird, man. Look, it's not weird to have a ring that has Steve's face on it with the Superman S symbol. It's just saying how super Steve is. Right. I just don't want to lose him. I don't want him to go away, Alex. I know how you feel, but... (laughs) You don't understand. Alex here all the time. Steve's gone. We killed a turtle, and now he's on the run. Listen, you still got your DVDs. I do. We could re-listen to your old conversations. Yeah, you're right. I gotta be strong. I'll see him again. Good. Now, for the meantime, we're gonna lose that thing down Zoro's pants. Well, you can get it back at the end of the... uh, Whenever Steve comes back. Do I have to go down Zoro's pants to get it back, or...? No, actually, it fell out while we were trying to do that. Oh, thank God. Yeah, so... You're good. Marcy also, well, coincidentally enough, and we're at that part in the review, Marcy can't take off her wedding ring that she put on because of Steve. Horny as a toad, huh? Bingo. <laughs> Look, Kelly, you're attractive in a cheap, tawdry sort of way. <laughs> what do I have to do to attract a man? Well, the magazines say to try a new look. You know, a new hairdo, new lipstick... Pry that jug out of your mouth. (laughs) Well, and then there's this business with your wedding ring. I mean, a pretty woman can get away with it, but... I think I understand. (laughs) I don't know. It's just so hard for me to take it off. It's like admitting to myself that my marriage is really over. Which it obviously is. And has been since Wienerneck left in the night like a balding thief. (laughs) I should take it off, but I just can't. It's too sacred to me. Fine. Then we'll just get you a cat pole. (laughs) It's off. There. I've done it. Now I am truly free. She And uh, did you guys notice, and I'm sure Jerry's not happy about this, they never said Steve's name. They uh, refer to him as Wienerneck, which is very disrespectful. He has a very, very fine uh, neck. I would not call it a Wienerneck at all. Uh, Marcy looks like she has a Wienerneck. Damn chicken. Yeah, she has turkey neck. Yeah, turkey. Yeah. Why does he always call me a chicken? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, I'm going to get you a cat pole if you try to get that ring back, by the way. That's that's a good deal for me, Alex. Oh, you have cats. Well, there you go. I have cats, and I'll take in more cats. I'll be a lonely uh, uh, Steve cat. I'll be a lonely cat Steve lady. <sighs> lonely Steve cat lady. Lonely Steve cat lady. I like that one. Now, Jamie, how relieving was it to see Marcy so liberated when she finally, finally rid herself of that wedding ring? Uh... <laughs> Do you really not care that she feels? (laughs) (laughs) You seem real invested. Jamie was obviously upset because of her, the Uh, way she was treating Steve. You can clearly tell Jamie is upset. Yeah. 
I can understand having those feelings if, say, your husband dies. But if my husband did to me what hers did to her, I would have no difficulty taking it off. Not only would I take it off, I would drive over it with the car and then melt <laughs> it down and sell it. I mean, Whoa. it just... Well, maybe if you would have supported your husband's dreams, he wouldn't have had to do that. Right. Or do what my mother did and give it as a tip to a waitress. Wow. That's what she did? Yeah, she gave her wedding set. When she got divorced, uh, she gave her wedding set to a waitress. Is that why you became a waitress, hoping that would happen to you one day? No, it was because of the movie It Could Happen to You. (laughs) I'm waiting for Nicolas Cage. Uh, wow. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, you're, you're getting 8mm, Nicolas Cage, so have fun. Mm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Why did it take me so long to realize when a simpleton like you knew what I had to do? <laughs> I feel great. I feel renewed. I'm ready to fly. Oh, yep. From this point on, Marcy Rhodes soars like an eagle. When Marcy's so thankful for this great advice that really made her feel a lot better in, in taking off her ring, she did, she like, I guess we're going to chalk this up to drunkenness. <clears throat> she calls Kelly a simpleton right to her face. Well, that's okay. She doesn't know what it means. Yeah, how about that? She knows it means something bad. Are you like the queen of simpletons if you're, somebody calls you and you don't even know what it means? But we, because of that, we did get a really adorable "Hey" out of her this episode, and you know I love that, so that made me happy. Mm-hmm. We almost got two hays in a row, two episodes in a row. Um, what does simpleton mean? Moron. Dullard. You know, someone smarter than you. Hey. Cretan. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> simpleton. I know that means something bad. (laughs) But what's a simpleton? An idiot. A moron. Dolt, dullard, cretin. You know, someone a little smarter than you. Hey. Aw, look at Mrs. Rhodes. Isn't she cute? Peaceful as a baby. I want her so bad. Here we are. Uh, you got no one to hold them was a good chunk episodes ago, but is still carrying the torch for, as he put it, an old woman. It was uh, seven episodes ago. So we're going to revisit this. Uh, you got a little taste of it. And I think it was Peggy made a little lamb when he was peeping in at her window. So <clears throat> this is pretty consistent. Yeah, Marcy got a little taste of it this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can help you out. But I'm going to let you in on some secret woman stuff that no other man knows. Oh, man. If anybody knows that I told you this, the sisterhood would strip me of my PMS privileges. (laughs) Now, you see, bud, when a woman sleeps, her hormones accumulate, which means that when she wakes up, she falls in love with the first man that she sees. Now, if she stands up and she hasn't seen anyone, her hormones will fall to her feet and they will go down the drain when she showers. (laughs) Of course. I've noticed that when they're standing up, no girls like me. 
But we won't give Mrs. Rhodes the chance. Now, if I were you, I would sleep here tonight on the couch. That way, you're the first thing she sees and the only thing she wants. Yowza! So Bud becomes a dummy again. Every time he gets advice about how to hook up with Marcy, he gets dumber and dumber. It's kind of funny that he's so dumb to fall for this when he was able to trick Kelly into believing that Gilligan's Island was a historical event. Right. But then not only believe, like, obviously the hormones accumulate. That's not real. One, how did Kelly even know the word accumulate uh, is one thing I would like to know. And who would fall for that? Also, uh, Jamie, is it true that the sisterhood will strip you of your PMS privileges for spreading such information? (laughs) No, you have to commit something really egregious to be stripped Ah, of those privileges because what happens is they don't want the backlash. And, you know, if you if you piss off a woman who's on PMS, then, you know, they don't want to deal with that. Hmm. Interesting. Jamie, do you have PMS? Currently, no. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> and while you're out there, can you get me some cherry-flavored Zidaway? It does <laughs> taste great. Does anyone even wonder why it's flavored? What? Why? I thought of it. Why? I thought of this. No, no, there might be a reason. It might be for the exact reason Kelly showed us. Imagine you're a guy with zit, or a girl, I guess. And then you get kissed on your cheek. Let's just say that regular zit off tastes like medicine. And uh, this tastes like cherry. The person who's kissing you would probably enjoy it more. Uh, I, I can don't see think that. I'm going to was... be kissing them where they have. I know. Well, hey, Jamie, you, what? Jamie, you need to quit kink shaming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if his aunt comes over? Or aunt, because I'm so proper. And uh, says, oh, and she kisses him on the cheek. Wouldn't she appreciate Cherry? Yeah, but why would you care what a family member... I guess it depends on if she likes him young or not. Yeah, like, why would you care if your family members enjoy how you taste? (laughs) Yeah, like, we're going to create a whole entire zit cream line based on the idea that your aunt might come over and kiss you on the cheek while you're medicating yourself. Uh, get this new grape flavored specifically to make that Uncle Rick be real happy. <laughs> yeah. If it was for my grandmother, it'd have to be like bourbon and Marlboro flavored. Hey, <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. So Bud buys this and she tells Bud to sleep on the couch with Marcy and <clears throat> go in his cowboy jammies. That's the one. Uh, set of jammies that are his love jammies or whatever and it's like well that would be fine if i had no memory but i already know kelly favors the ghostbusters jammies but i'm gonna go ahead and say that this time around uh they knew they had to actually show us uh this whole thing going down instead of just alluding to it and saying it and us imagining it and you got no one to hold them so They didn't want to pay for the rights, I guess, to have the Ghostbusters logo. So he didn't get into his Ghostbusters jammies this time around to impress Marcy. So what what do y'all's love clothes look like? I'm a Reese rocks a uh, Chewbacca onesie and I rock a Sonic the Hedgehog onesie. And uh, you can catch us live on (laughs) mycams.net. 
Camster, right? Something like that? Uh, camster, pop can. Uh, I don't know. Ask Kenneth. He'll tell you all of them. Uh, I wear a uh, Misfits black cutoff t-shirt. That, really, that really turns on my wife. <laughs> when, you, when you jump into your bed, do you just sing Return of the Fly? No, I sing Halloween 2. Oh. Yep. So you remember Halloween. I remember Halloween. Dead cats hanging from doors. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. I killed a baby today. I killed your mother today. Yeah, great song. Wow. See, you thought you were going to stump me, but no, I'm serious about this shirt. Uh, yeah, you got, you got your misfits knowledge now. Now let's move on to Dead Kennedys. Okay. Where do you take your holidays at? My holidays. What does that mean? Okay, so you failed your Dead Kennedys one. You got your Misfits one, though, so there you go. <laughs> well, let's let's not gloss over. I might have failed the Kennedys, but guess who's getting the kisses? All over his face. Kelly is kissing Bud. And while this, and this is just to get lipstick on his face, so Marcy believes she did it in the morning. But then Bud just belts out, oh, Mrs. Rhodes. Oh, Mrs. Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> And he's sleeping. It's it's one of those jokes where it's so funny you just let it go because it's it's good. So we're like, all right, you accomplished your joke. It it shouldn't have worked, <laughs> but we'll allow it. Pretty much. She opens butt. Wait, shirt. why? Wait, wait, why wouldn't it work? Because if you're yelling at that consciously, it would be like. You'd think he'd wake up, or you think Kelly would at least like duck behind the couch in case he woke up. Like she's acting like, oh, th- there's no problem with a guy yelling while I'm kissing him. Like, and his- yeah, she's too confident that he's not going to wake up. That I, I mean, obviously, Marcy's not going to wake up. Uh, I would, well, I just I don't know. I just figured you know clearly he's sleeping. I mean, they, this family yells in their sleep all the time. <laughs> yeah, it happened twice in this episode. That's yeah. true. <laughs> I guess you're right. Can't argue. Never with you. mind. Jamie's right again. <laughs> I hate when Jamie says stuff you can't argue with. That makes up most of the things that come out of my mouth. Oh. I don't argue with those. Oh, my God. Hey, well, they say if you can't remember, it's the best it will ever be. People are going to love our Patreon exclusive clips. <laughs> you know what? That's got to be a clip, though, because... I just totally nailed that reference to the show. I'm super proud of that one. Oh, it will be. Guys, oh. join Patreon because you're going to get a whole different show. <laughs> I mean, you're the ones missing out. I don't see what's so important about those $5 that you can't part with, but okay. <laughs> They're not, you know, you're not going to retire a day sooner, believe me. Okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, she opens Bud's shirt. Stuffs part of his collar into Marcy's mouth, which Marcy, nobody apparently out of the two of these people, budge in eight hours of sleep, (laughs) drunk or sober. Uh, No one opens their mouth. No one does anything. They wake up exactly how they uh, left them hours ago. Kelly gets the simpleton revenge and says, now who's the simpleton? Kelly, only Kelly could look so hot. In that ugly green outfit she had on. That green is disgusting. But you know what? It does kind of go with her pale skin. 
Well, it was very popular. There was a very popular color around that time, too. I love her kimono that she's wear, like that she comes downstairs in in the middle of the night when she sets up the whole thing. I love that. She's actually, we saw her wear that. Do you know that I've been dying to figure out what I saw? I wrote to the Marrow Children research team and I said, what, where the hell did she wear this before? I feel like I've seen whatever episode she wore it in. I feel like I've seen it like 40 times. Like it's really a good one. I, well, I thought it now. Now you've got me scared because I could ah, be wrong. No, no. Say anything. I, I feel like I feel like that was the same thing she was wearing in the episode where I can't remember what it was called, where Al was up on the roof and they went into the bedroom uh, to talk to Peg. And then you like he I just thought of you just maybe you re, maybe remember it. Didn't she go in the bedroom to convince Al to give her the best Christmas present? That's it. Yes. Oh, thank God I remembered. She was in her parents' bedroom. That much I know. Right. Um, I remember her wearing that in her parents' bedroom. So I, I, I kept racking my brain like, where did I see her wear that before? I know I've seen the episode a hundred times. It definitely is the Sam Kennison one or the one before that, whatever. So Kelly's date that we talked about earlier is the one who's not dweeb from Married Without Children in season one. I saw that he had two guest appearances, but I could not find the other guest appearance. So I, I, I was trying to figure it out, and I could not find it. Yeah, that's the episode. I love that you have a research team. <laughs> My research team is amazing. Jerry, please tell everybody the, the, the Facebook pages that our amazing research team of Chris and Annabelle, what pages do they run on Facebook so everybody can join today? So... Annabelle's got uh, Married with Children unofficial, which is fantastic. Uh, the big thing about following them is you get so much inf- background information. Um, her and her page were instrumental in the beginning of this podcast, and they still remain a very strong uh, partner to us. And then Chris does um, rel- is it reliving with Married with Children? Yep. Yeah, reliving with married children, which is great. If if you listen to this show and you like how Alex puts all the sound clips in from the episode, you need to be on reliving with married with children because he will constantly be dropping small clips, and he a lot of times he'll do one that's going along with whatever show we just put out. Basically, weekly he does that. Yeah, so it's fantastic. So you've got the you've got reliving. Uh, Married with Children, which is fantastic to just see clips, see funny parts of the show. It's amazing. And then you've got Married with Children unofficial if you want tons and tons of behind-the-scenes background information. Yeah, both great, both big supporters of the show. And they're both the really hard, you know, obviously diehard, hardcore fans. So everybody is all of the same mindset. We're all uh, digging what's going on, and we're happy to to bring this show back to life, breathe new life into it, and uh, keep it alive, frankly. I mean, there's there's nothing going on with this show except us. Oh, God, I feel good about myself now. I always feel good about doing this show. It makes me very happy. How does it make you feel, Jerry? Like I miss my Steve ring, which is very much a part of this show, Alex. Listen, I think you're going to get it back real soon. I'll let you know. Okay. I can't Take that collar out of your mouth. Let's get going. All right, all right. Let's. Where are we at? She's great. I can't remember a thing. Who are we? 
Bud's sm- I love Bud's smile when they both wake up and he looks down, sees what's going on, and assesses the situation and looks at her and smiles. And then you see the look of horror on Marcy's face while you look to your left a little bit and you'll see that they don't eat Lay's potato chips. They eat EA's potato <laughs> chips. It's E-A-Y-S, believe it or not. I got a question for you uh, when it comes to legal. Say that they actually had sex. Is this sagittary rape because Marcy is older and he's younger? I'm sorry, did you say sagittary? I'm sorry, statutory. Okay, I was like, what does this Uh, have to do with his I'm in Sagittarius. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Or because Marcy's drunk and therefore can't give consent and Bud's sober... It's actually him raping her. I know this might not make it in the show, but I legit want to know. No, I think that's amazing. Of course it's making it on the show. Like, serious? Because, like, nowadays you cannot have a scene like this. You cannot. You, they would destroy you. So it just made, it got me thinking, if this scene had happened today in this world's climate, would this be <laughs> statutory rape and Marcy's at fault because she took advantage of a... 15-year-old boy. I keep saying he's 15. Alex, is he 15? 17. 16. 16-year-old boy. Oh, okay. Which I don't know what the age of consent is there at the time, but still. Or is this rape because he took advantage of a drunk, depressed woman? Well, he's the one with the kissy marks on his face. But she doesn't, she's not able to give consent because she's drunk. Yeah, well, clearly she. he didn't, well... If you look at it that way, he didn't do anything to her for to require consent. She's the one who kissed all over him. Talking about present climate, who knows? Because I can't keep up anymore. Uh, Whoa, you just offended me by saying that. Are you trying to say we're all judgmental? <laughs> and we all overreact? Now listen. <laughs> look here. I've got I mean, something to say. How dare you point that out? You're I currently talking to your Twitter today. <laughs> you're currently talking to someone who thinks that the storyline of this episode is hilarious and has no issues with it at all. So, you know, I'm probably not a good judge. I just Jerry brings this up. I wanted to know. I had a general curiosity. No, it's who, a good. It's a good legally, question. Legally, it's the same curiosity I had. Like at the end of the episode where uh, Peggy and the kids go to jump off a giant building. I want to know the legal ramifications of this silly sitcom moment. I I love that you say this. No, I really do. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that we're talking about it, but (laughs) I really love that you gave me something to think about. That's interesting because she's drunk. He's underage. What would go down? That's great. Hey, listen, this is where I want the people who listen to, to really join us. Guys, we have a Facebook page. There's like 700 people on it. I don't know how many of you listen to the show, but I want everybody to participate this week. And in our show post, where we post a show in those comments, please don't make separate new posts for your answer here. In there, tell us what you think about that. I honestly think it would fall on her because she is the adult. And whether or not she has been drinking, that is ultimately rest on her shoulders 
because she's an adult and he's a minor. So, and unless the age of consent was 16, and then in, in which case it, you know, could go the other way. I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think it would. I mean, it, 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 I have it to would, look up Illinois law. You know what? Just, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. We're not getting that into it. Yeah, I don't know. But, guys, when you do comment about it, let's keep it uh, civil. We're not trying to, like, this this is not a thing for I'm not trying to cross political lines or anything like that. Oh God! I'm just because because of saying that how it would happen in this day and age. I'm just saying like from a so let's get, from a legal standpoint of 1990, where do you what do you think that this would happen? Where where do you think the cops would decide for a 1990 Chicago area police department? If we have any Chicago people who were police. In 1990, that listened to the show. Uh, right. Please give us your expert. Wow, that opinion. is very specific. Yeah, thank. Good luck <laughs> finding that one guy. By the way, guys, just so you know, we do not do politics on the Marrow Children group page. So this is not the angle we're looking for. We don't care what you are, what you believe in, or who you hate. Just we're just wondering what you think would go down <laughs> if this went to court. That's all. I don't care who, and- what wing you're on. Would you let Steve represent you in court? <laughs> exactly. So uh, uh, Al pictures another convo with his alcoholic mother. <laughs> but mom, I don't want to work in a shoe store. Don't worry, Al. Just think of it as a stepping stone. Someday you'll be the president of your own corporation. <laughs> Thanks, mom. You want your Bloody Mary now? Yes, dear. And rub my feet. I like how he's tormented by feet, and the only like conversation he, he could conjure up with his mother includes feet. Maybe he has like a subconscious foot fetish. Well, I know what I have a fetish of, Terry Weigel. But... We don't get her. Instead, we have a lookalike who walks in the shoe store. Now, she's a little bit more of a, like a voluptuous uh, Terry Y. gal. Wouldn't you say? Like, did, tell the truth. When you guys saw her, didn't you wonder if that was her for a second? Uh, I mean, besides the brown hair and the smoking body, I don't see it in the face. Um, the face did fool me for a second. So her name is Robin Angers. So do not anger her. <laughs> And uh, she has actually only been in three things. One episode of Married with Children, The Julie Show, which was a TV movie, and she was in two episodes of First and Ten, The Championship. But she probably got that job because her other job is a model. In fact, she was a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Now you know what I'm waiting for. No, I cannot find any nudes. There, there were no nudes to be found. You're joking. I'm not joking. I look. Is that a first? Um, I don't know. One time I went looking for nudes and the, the person did have a nude, but oh, they were extremely old when they had the nudes. They were 60. Yeah, they were like 60. That was the chick at uh, that was the chick at Peggy's uh, high school reunion. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, there's been a few times where I couldn't find nudes, but it was also because like the person's been in like two things. Right. So they kind of did those two things and they dropped off the earth. So when you Google their name, it just doesn't come up with anything. But she was at least a Sports Illustrated model. Um, so I could find that. So there are pictures of her seductively in bikinis. 
looks up has the best I just saw boob space. Oh, yeah. I like how his head doesn't go beyond that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've died and gone to Switzerland. I was wondering if you could do me a favor. No need to ask. The cash register's right over there. Cars in the parking lot. Just step on me on your way out. I would, but I'm here on business. I was wondering, we need a place to hold a pageant. We'd like to use your store. You can be a judge if you want. Will, uh, will you be a contestant? Oh, no. I couldn't possibly compete with these women. Will you do it, please? Excuse me? Yes! Out of the emptiness, the void that is my life, I now can see the light. I am alive! I'll be there with boobs on. (laughs) Says yes and asks absolutely no details whatsoever. You know, because there's absolutely nothing to discuss here. You know, like, what will you do to my store? How many people are actually coming in here? What kind of setup do you need? What kind of pageant is it? (laughs) <laughs> there, there is more than one kind of pageant in the world. Like, you know. what kind of pageant would someone want to have in a shoe store, Al? Yeah. Maybe think about that. Now, um, I do have an issue with when he says, "Will you be competing?" and she says, "Oh no, I could never, re- I could never compete with these women." Right. I focused on that too. It's when what we find out at the end is these are not all women. Some of them probably are, but they're clearly not all women because you know we can tell. So that was a misleading response. I think if I were them, I would have reworded that conversation. Just um, And you know what? That's being nitpicky, I know. But if anyone out there ever listens to my film reviews on any of the other podcasts that I do, then you'll know that one of my sticking points is when you get a reveal at the end of a film, you better be able to go back and watch that movie and cover your butt. Like Mm -hmm. it, you know, there better not be any holes in order to directly mislead the viewer because that irritates me. So that's why that kind of thing just sort of sticks out to me. Uh, Does it ruin it in the end? No. But I was like, wait a minute. Right. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She could have just said, no way. I can't compete with them. That's all she had to say. Or those contestants. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's my question. Because I, I don't get this joke. Uh, are you alive? No, I died and went to Switzerland. Now, I, I know the blonde Norwegian combination. Oh, no, the Alps. The Alps. Her oh, boobs. the Okay, okay. I was focused on her hair. Because <laughs> of the Norwegian blonde jokes. Right. I no. thought it was like, a, a, like maybe Switzerland are known for that kind of hairstyle. Because like, I don't know. They're all neutral. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh marcy is smoking for the first time since her elvis orgasm oh yeah i have a problem with this smoking scene because she actually inhales i know looks like she might smoke in real life 
No, it's the fact that she put out half a cigarette and then lit another, took yeah. one hit, and then and put then it out put again. Out. Yeah, and I'm I saying, like that. Clearly those, I mean, I'm assuming those are pegs. And or unless she went ran out and bought her own for this occasion, but I'm just assuming she started up and then just started smoking pegs. In which case, if I were Peg, I'd be like, "Hey, you're wasting. Don't do that." What? You know. But then yeah, at the same time, Peg doesn't want to ruin her twenty five dollars a week thing yeah. right now. and so she maybe. also doesn't work for her money, so I guess she doesn't care. <laughs> right. Yeah. Plus, they were only about they were only about ninety nine cents a pack back then. So. Yeah. That's- by the way, fifty dollars, uh, twenty-five dollars a week is fifty a week back then, and I paid that exact amount of money to live in my parents' house in nineteen ninety-seven. So that was the going rate, roughly. Actually, I was probably getting a discount. Hey. Yep. No, actually, no. I'm getting ripped off. Wait a minute. I paid. 50. I was. I was gonna say that, but I was just gonna <laughs> let it go. I'm no, <laughs> no, no. Let me be enraged. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so Bud walks in in a Steve-like leather jacket, and uh, when he does this, the audience says, you hear a guy go, get her, Bud. Get her, Bud, which I loved. I thought that was hilarious. That was so funny. I love the moments when you can tell that there are live audience members. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of times you wonder if there's laugh tracks Stuff like right, that. Right, yeah. And stuff like that lets you know, no, this is authentic. <laughs> oh, this is authentic because, and I should have pointed it out. I'm kind of depressed that I never pointed this out. But there was a pretty big episode way back, maybe in season one or two, where there was this particular guy in the audience with this really high-pitched laugh. Like, And it was really obvious and stuck out from everyone else. And I swear, this guy is back in the audience tonight. Wow. Well, there are people who camp out at TV shows, like who go to, who regularly go to tapings of the same TV show. I know that because I DVR the People's Court, and I see the <laughs> same. I see the same people in the audience all the time. Right. I even I even give them names. <laughs> I give a name to Jerry every time he's on this show. I say, hey, Wienerneck is here. <laughs> oh, use. <laughs> wow. Wow. You just, just going to come out swinging like that, huh? I, I thought took you the were going to say jackass. You wanna... I don't know why. Hey, uh, jackass is almost on. <laughs> I'm not Dan, okay? <laughs> oh, man. You're in for a world of hurt. Okay, so we established they never say the name Steve in this episode. Still, even in this scene. Bud drinks milk and does a double stuff down the pants. You know, Al's famous hand down the pants. Oh, now I'll never be able to eat Oreos again. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, just move to mega stuff. Uh, (laughs) I got two things on this. One is him going mother and then going to Marcy and going mama. Mama? Was hilarious. Yeah. That killed me. Two, if I was a conspiracy yeah. theorist who wore tinfoil hats, or if I wanted to look really deep, uh, it's kind of funny that Steve is missing and Marcy took off her ring and Bud came in with a Steve-like leather jacket Ooh. and then drank from a milk carton where you would post missing people pictures Ooh. and then threw it on the ground. And then they never say Steve's name in this episode. 
Yeah. Now, I, here's here another mystery. How is he drinking that milk and it's not curdled? Would you, I mean, did anyone else expect him to, like, gag or... Yes, or, 100%. You know, I, I expected, like, I and I, I wish they would have. I just think it would have been funny if he had just, like, you know, thrown back the whole carton and then, you know, give it a couple seconds and then, you know, you know, or something. Yeah. Like, not actually puke, but just, you know. We've seen uh, a Bundy pour curdled milk. This is definitely something that could have happened. I don't know why, but I definitely think we should have all focused on if whether or not there were, was mystery meat in the refrigerator still. I did focus, and I didn't see anything else. And then, then when Al came in and opened the room, because I was looking for that mystery foil, you know, yeah. and, and when Al came in and looked and there was nothing in the refrigerator, I, you know, for him to drink, I was trying my – Have you? do you ever do that thing where, like – Something's on TV and it's just out of your line of sight, so you lean in or over or to the side or whatever to try to see more. Like that's gonna help. Yep. Mm. I actually caught myself doing that. I was like, I was leaning to the side trying to see deeper into the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a simpleton. Oh yeah, you're no simpleton. Believe me, you're just uh, (laughs) Korean. Listen, you know what's weird? You say that. I used to do that as a kid. To look up girls' skirts the same way they would kneel down at the end of this episode. Ah. Wow, it ties in. That's the only way I ever did that. I used to like look down to see if I could look up and in, and that's what they do here. How weird is that? Well, Al thought that's what they were doing, actually. They were just getting straight on shots. And we're going to talk about that, too. Some of the conversation there that's misleading. Um, and some of someone's reaction that was misleading. I, I feel completely yeah. normal about my uh, Steve conspiracy theory now after hearing that Alex used to try to look up girls' skirts on the television. Yeah, and I I love so far you're bringing you're bringing fire tonight, Jerry, because you just pointed out two things that I'm gonna ponder for a long time. I mean, there's I'm sure it's all coincidence or me just like cruising creating things in my head i just find in fact it didn't even hit me until you said steve jacket and then i started thinking about it i was like you're right he is wearing a steve like jacket and he's taking steve's once marcy removes the ring he's wearing steve's jacket he's taking steve's girl steve is missing you brought up that they don't say his name yep and then he drinks out of a milk carton and then just tosses it to the side doesn't even care where it goes or where it lands. And a milk carton is like the number one thing we think of when we think of missing persons. Or at least back then you would have. Listen, I'm just Mr. Observation, man. Apparently, you and I together, this is like the tarot card thing all over again. Yeah, this is how I got this job. What are you talking about? You hired me. Oh, right. Well, I hired Jamie to actually bring the non-simpleton observations in here. Listen, there's a lot to this the whole chemistry. Let's just let it happen. Let's stop examining. A gentleman never kisses and tells, even if he's taking a shower in the middle of the week. Bud tells three of his friends that he made it with Marcy. They walk in. I'm not even sure if they ring the doorbell or not. They walk in, take a picture for Facebook, and... For Facebook in 1990? Oh, God. (laughs) How could I think that that's what they were doing? Wow. Wait, you don't think they have a scanner and they could have scanned the Polaroid? 
Oh, wait. In, oh, It's God. 1990. They took a picture for Facebook. I feel like a simpleton. <laughs> well, anyway, they cheer him on oh. and then immediately go, she's old. All of, I wonder if uh, all those uh, uh, selfies Kelly did are on Facebook. <laughs> Well, we took Izzy's. Remember, <laughs> hey, uh, that's another thing. We, we, oh, you're right. We did that thread where we took Izzy's. Yeah. Everybody who's not on our Facebook group page, you're missing out, man. We're like living out the episode after you guys are done listening. So I don't know. I don't know what you're doing with your life. You look good. I obviously agree with you. <laughs> look, let's clear the air. Nothing happened. I am absolutely, positively sure nothing happened. But if it did, even though it didn't, I don't want any rumors getting around. A gentleman never tells. Hey, boy, is this the one? <laughs> yup. Say young stuff. <laughs> there you go, boy. She's old. <laughs> You told your friends? Like you haven't. <laughs> Look, babe, I know what you're feeling for me, but uh, I think it might be healthier for the both of us to continue seeing other people. <laughs> I just hope I haven't ruined you for all other men. Oh, very nice. We have something special, and now you just toss me aside. <laughs> What am I talking about? Nothing happened between us. Nothing could happen between us. Nothing ever will happen between us. So that's it, huh? Slam, bam, thank you, bud. <laughs> you used me. I used you. You were the one who said we should see other people. <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt you, babe. <laughs> but sometimes the best way to hold on to something is to let it go. Oh, bull. You're just like all the rest. It's the age thing, isn't it? <laughs> Typical guy. You know? You get what you want, and you're already thinking, well, if I got her, then hell, I must be a catch, and the world has endless possibilities. Typical guy thought, Marcy gets offended for a second, then realizes, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be into you or wanting to be with you. This is ridiculous. I'm not even into you. You guys did something and I had no part of this. But then again, she says about seeing other people. I guess that's why you want to see. And it's the age thing and all this other stuff. And honestly, it gets weird here. Slam bam. Thank you, bud. Jamie, when you looked at this and you saw what she was saying and you knew her original perspective on all of it, what were you thinking here? Is she losing her mind or something? That's probably about accurate. <laughs> Is there any other explanation? I just thought that she's so sad and lonely that she kind of like just got tricked into continuing this conversation. Like... She, well, she can't deal with the fact that another person is leaving her, even if it's someone she doesn't like. Hell, she, yeah, she's I mean, sleeping you know, on the Bundy's couch because she wants to be around people. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. And then, no, I don't. I mean, in reality, no, I don't think she's losing her mind. I think she just can't stand that the rejection, any more rejection, you know, just numb, no more so. isolation for her. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, uh, I gotta tell you, man, for a comedy sitcom, they're really nailing it home with what a person goes through after they're divorced. Like, we talked about it a few times, how that bowling thing when she was alone in the alley, and how she's, uh, she's, how's she doing? She's doing great, or she's doing fine. You know, that whole bizarre corny speech that nobody cared about, and then this, it, it's just really accurate and in the next episode it's insanely accurate because now we're gonna start exploring what marcy does when uh it's time to move on and date other people and it's pretty interesting that this is the episode where she they're really caring about this almost the same way they cared about steve's like downfall she took off her ring she's free and she's able to move on she's not stuck in this thought of that oh well my marriage isn't over yet right she finally realizes it and in the next episode she starts dating for real even though she did give a hint of that when she said if you get me drunk i'm yours to the guy in vegas things like that but still now it's for real yeah i mean i kind of like the fact that they're giving it a natural progression and they're paying attention to those details rather than just having her you know i don't know immediately start dating right away we we get to spend some time with this sort of downtrodden defeated marcy which is sad but also funny exactly (laughs) look uh let's not fight it cheapens the memory (laughs) even though i don't remember anything (laughs) but uh we'll always have whatever happened which was nothing Whatever gets you through the night. (laughs) Friends? Friends. So they shake hands as friends. Bud offers, go to ice cream with her. Now, would it be all right if a friend bought another friend an ice cream cone? Sure. Why not? Oh, uh, by the way, you are on the pill. But then it gets even more bizarre when he double checks to make sure she's on the pill, which implies that he completed uh, the act of lovemaking the night before. Inside him. Yeah. Now, how did this get on the air? Now, I'm not saying I care or anything like that. Obviously, I don't because I wouldn't if I was offended or cared about any of this, I wouldn't be doing the show. But I just wonder how all these other people were able to handle it. Because back then it wasn't an issue. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, people would have an issue with it in real life. Yes. But it wasn't an issue for comedic purposes. I mean, it and if it um, it would be on, say, a more straight laced show. But the show already pushes boundaries. So. I don't think it was anything unexpected. I mean, I remember seeing this back in the day. You know, it was funny. I didn't, I didn't go. Wait a minute. I never. Me, me either. I I never thought about it. No, because because you wouldn't. I guess only in examining this, we think of these things. But it's like, how did the Ricolas of the world? How were they okay with this? Well, at this point, she probably wasn't watching anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Those people were, um, they were 
out. Either that or you always have those people who will hate watch things just so they'll have things to, to bitch about. I, I love all of our hate listeners, so don't really – don't say anything disparaging about that. Oh, no. I mean they're, they keep things going, right? Don't they keep things interesting? Oh, yeah. I love it when they hate us so much they sarcastically give us – a thumbs up on YouTube videos. Like, take that. That's what hurts me the worst. When you sarcastically thumbs up our YouTube video, kills me. Destroys me. Yeah. Guys, please support the show. Give us five stars on our Apple Podcast app. It gets uh, better exposure when people type in Married with Children. And like all of our videos on YouTube because uh, it'll also pop up in the searches better. Yeah, well, and don't you want people to see what you hate? Exactly. You have to you have to spread that around. <laughs> yeah, look, guys, aren't they stupid? Give us like ten dollars on Patreon because that'll really show them. That'll show them. If we're bringing in six hundred dollars a month on Patreon, people will know how much we suck. You just have to make your voice heard. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm the simpleton. <laughs> Tricking them was as easy as one, two, C. <laughs> uh, did anyone else notice the shadows behind Kelly when they went to her at the yes. top of the hallway stairs? Yes, I did. Okay. I've... And I was thinking, is that someone who's about to come out? Are they random crew members? Like I was, and then of course, as she heads back, Al and Peg come out, you know, they pass basically. So I'm guessing that was them waiting to come out, but I saw it. Well, listen, we're not going to gloss over the idea that she walked into a grandfather clock. It's as easy as 1-2-C to walk upstairs, but she couldn't do it. <laughs> She's been running into a lot of stuff lately. <laughs> it should have been AB3. Duh. Duh. <laughs> God, simpletons. So I didn't know that uh, it does not count as taking a shower if you just spray your shirt with deodorant. I never heard that one. I've always heard um, just putting the stick of deodorant under your armpits. That is a, a bizarre form of a shower. But I never heard of spraying a shirt with deodorant. That's well, different. it's called a whore's bath. That's why I don't – I'm like, this is Penny. <laughs> this is definitely a thing and you've definitely probably done it at least in <laughs> high school. Oh, my God. Now, see, now for me, a whore's bath has always been like, you know – just washing the important parts at the sink. Wow. <laughs> oh. Are you saying like I the... don't, I'm not hoary enough to have whore knowledge, Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, either that or you hang out with a lower class of whore than I do. Oh, like I'm Whoa. just some kind of whore simpleton over here. <laughs> Listen, don't kink shame him. <laughs> yeah, don't kink shame me. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Uh, <laughs> So uh, Al breaks down, tells Peg about the pageant. You know, I want to know where you're going smelling like that. Fine. I'll tell you. But I don't want any crime. I'm going to judge a beauty contest. Hundreds of beautiful women will be hungering after me. <laughs> Even she doesn't believe what he didn't ask any details about. Hey guys, want to represent the Marrow Children podcast? Go to tpublic.com, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Just go to the search bar and type in Married with Children podcast. They have everything you need to rep your favorite podcast, tank tops, long sleeve shirts, baseball t-shirts, crew necks, hoodies, 
They even have these in kid sizes. Phone cases for all different styles and sizes. Laptop case. Stickers. Wall art. Notebooks. Mugs. Pillows. Tote bags. Travel mugs. You name it. They got it all, guys. And for great prices, go to tpublic.com for all your Married with Children podcast representational needs. Al walks in the shoe store looking like, well, he's looking very godfatherish. Season 5, episode 13, guys, he will wear this exact getup, but add a rose in his black jacket. Same scarf, same everything. There's, a, there's an episode where Al becomes the godfather of sorts, and he wears this exact outfit. Let the games begin. <laughs> Excuse me, but do you know how we're supposed to judge this? Well, the way I look at it, we give two points for talent, two points for personality, and uh, 96 points for Hooters. <laughs> You're a pig. And you, sir, are a... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, madam. I didn't know you were a woman. <laughs> are you? Talking to this guy who's one of the judges for the foot pageant, and he says two points for this, two points for that, 96 points for Hooters. The guy breaks out laughing. Why? You're judging Chicago's ugliest foot. Why, if a guy said we give 96 points for Hooters, would you not just stare at him blankly and go, uh, what do you mean? Yeah, because you clearly know what this is because when they tell you to get ready, you get down on your knees really fast. Like, Marcy on Bud fast, okay? Yeah. So that was wrong. Uh, So you know what's going on, and why are you later like, oh, there was no Hooters? Like, you obviously knew what was going on, and you obviously are some weird, eccentric foot fetish guy. And it's like, did anybody ask details about this? Like, <laughs> Al doesn't know what it is, what's happening in his own shoe store. He even, he uh, he just gave him a key, let them all set up ahead of time and waltzes in. He's the last guy to walk in. He's not even invested in the sense that, oh, well, it's my shoe store. I'm going to go ahead and be there when they open up and help them set up or whatever they need. Nothing. They just said to him, well, we don't need you for anything. Just show up at the last second and you're a judge. And this guy doesn't even ask, what's the point system? How do we do any of this? So Al doesn't know what he's looking at. This guy doesn't even know how to judge the stuff, the feet, even though he knows what it is. And the lady, when Al says Hooter, she says, you're a pig. Why wouldn't she say, dude, what are you talking about? It's feet. I have another question. Is Al the store manager? Like, who's running this store? Because Al has keys to sleep there overnight and have uh, balding men club meetings and ugly feet pageants. He's got a lot of, like, authority and run over what goes on in this store. Is he actually, like, the manager? But we never hear that part because we only hear about Peggy talking bad about him. And that's how he makes enough money to support Peggy. He actually has a better job than we think he does. I believe it's a store chain, Gary Shoes, and Gary owns the shoe store and probably a, maybe a couple of them, probably has a few of them. But Al 
probably manages this one. Now, I, I don't know if she gave him that kind of title, though, because I think she just wants to, you know, keep him down, keep him down, keep him down, a woman's guide to happiness. So I think that uh, Al just sort of is an employee, but he still has keys. Like, he's just a, a guy working there. Yeah. But he's the only one, because ever since Luke left, nobody's been there, right? Not that we've ever Not seen. Not that we've and- seen. And Jerry, speaking of balding, did you hear when Marcy referred to Steve as balding? Oh, in this episode? Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Bring on the babes! <laughs> yes, well, without further ado, judges, please take your positions. <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. We can look up their dresses. <laughs> the gods have smiled on Al Bundy. <laughs> And now, let us choose Chicago's ugliest foot. That's the big twist ending, guys, that uh, this is Chicago's ugliest foot pageant. And did anyone else look at these feet to see if they were ugly? Because I did. Uh, I vaguely did. I know. Well, the only thing I was able to, it's very difficult because you don't get a, a, a clear shot of any of them except the ones that were like front and center. And the only thing I could really tell about that is that they had really calloused heels and were in desperate need of a pedicure. Why would you have an ugliest foot pageant? Where's there an audience for this? And who wants to know who wants to win it? Who wants to follow it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure nowadays there's probably like 300 websites dedicated to ugly feet. I know. I know. There's probably fetish stuff. But in stuff. 1990, like this kind of fetish would not have been like big enough to be like, we're just going to go into a shoe store and have it down right there. Right. Like you're banking on finding a bunch of foot fetish people willing to admit it publicly face to face in Chicago and meet up to do this. Like online, you just type anything that you're into in and look around the room, make sure no one's coming downstairs and you can do your little deviant behavior. It's fine. <laughs> but to do it in this day and age is just bizarre. But I guess people had found a way. But I don't know. I guess it's a fetish thing. I just don't see. I just don't get it. So who was fooled by the twist of this episode real quick? Like, did you guys see this coming? Neither completely saw both these in-jokes coming. The uh, foot reveal at the shoe store. I, I In my notes, I actually have, when she first walks in, I have something written. Uh, this is going to backfire. Uh, we need to place a hold-up pageant. This is going to backfire so hard. Feet dreams. Too much foreshadowing. But yeah, it was, it was a little too much. And then I, I knew the, the thing you're about to get into with Peggy in the bed. Right. I saw that coming, too, and this was my first time watching this episode. Feet everywhere. <laughs> Just feet. Feet, I say feet. It's all right now, Al. Let Mama make it all better. All right. <laughs> you could tell there was just a wig lazily like put on the pillow. 
So right. I, when I saw that wig and I saw that we weren't showing any skin whatsoever, I was like, oh, it, that is definitely like, I thought it was going to be just both of Peggy's feet or like the plastic feet from earlier with the wig on it. Mm. I did not think it was going to be a giant foot that looked way too fleshy. Uh, it made me a bit uncomfortable, to be honest with you. So I actually saw, I saw both of them coming. Well, Jamie, what the hell? <laughs> I have to look at what this is now. Oh, my God, Jamie. Jamie, you're oh, fired. Oh, God. What is I this? Can't, I don't have that ability to fire you, this but you're fired. Gust- well, listen, you better post this on the group page. I was going to, but I was going to see if you wanted to wait until the actual episode was coming out. Oh, absolutely. Although this is live, guys, Jamie will post this. <laughs> we We have to actually finish recording it. It's live. It's Wednesday. But, Jamie, uh, we have to finish recording this before you post it. I want to post this show, actually. See, once it's recorded, we immediately post it on Facebook for you guys who couldn't make it to the nudie bar. Yeah, Alex edits it while he's hosting the show, like, in live time. That's how it comes out so fast. It's insane. Yeah, we're all listening to these show clips as I, as I play them, you know. So yeah. that's what's happening here. Don't, don't uh, have an illusion that that's not happening. Uh, yeah, this will be back-to-back episodes where I choose the f- the freeze frame at the end of the episode as our show banner. Wait, you're gonna put the giant foot? Well, he kind of has to. This is that's a really iconic image. I just don't want to see it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, but the thing is, I it's can't so not. Close. And I feel like I'm feeding into the whole pull the wool over their eyes, subliminally let them think that this was not about a bizarre sexual relationship between someone who's twice the age of someone else. Uh, I would normally fight against the grain and, like, have Marcy's, you know, Marcy with Bud's collar in her mouth as the pitcher. But, oh, my God. Dude, you, I just realized that they, I'm sorry, to, that they left off the Bud and Marcy storyline by having them going out and getting ice cream. What are you saying? It might lead somewhere? No, I'm just saying that their joke was that this... 32 year old had sex with a 16 year old while she was drunk and now she's going to go buy him ice cream oh like it's a kitty thing to do yes wow this gets weirder and weirder but bud's the one that actually said let's go get ice cream which makes me go back once again maybe bud would be the guilty party in this he is obviously <laughs> manipulating her and he he's the only one who made any conscious decisions to wear the jammies, to sleep on the couch with her, to do all this stuff. He he made it all happen. In reality, Marcy's just sleeping on the couch. Yeah, Marcy technically did nothing wrong. To wear the cherry flavored zit away. I hate that word. No, zit off. Whatever it is. I can't. I hate that. You hate, hate both words. Word. <laughs> um, well, I'm okay with off. I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was cherry flavored zit away. Oh, was away. Oh, I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. now see. See, that never happens. That's why I just couldn't. Yeah, Jamie, it's cherry flavored zit away. I feel like you're wrong. I think you're wrong, Jerry. I'm sure. I am not wrong. It is cherry flavored zit. Why didn't you correct me when I said it earlier? Then I, because I'm not that kind of person. Hold, well, let me see. Except when it comes to me, <laughs> apparently. But <laughs> oh, pff, sorry. I don't care. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Cherry flavored zit away. Uh, oh. 
So Whatever. what you're yeah. saying is that I'm right. Listen. I was right. I said it first. Anyway. Yeah, she's right. Listen, Jerry, a broken clock is right twice a day. Like 40 minutes earlier in the episode. Well, yeah, but he didn't correct you. Because I was right. Because I only became wrong now. <laughs> anyway, my point is, he's the one who purposely put on cherry-flavored cream. <laughs> he was giving up altogether? For his date, yeah. I'm just... <laughs> All right. Jamie, were you fooled by the twist ending for Al uh, with the pageant? Um, No. Now, to be honest, I could not remember what it actually was. For some reason, I was expecting it to be like barnyard animals or something like that. <laughs> I could not remember this specifically what it was, but I knew it was clearly not hot chicks. Right. And then I did I did remember the giant foot at the end because that's a, that's a thing. I mean, that's... Yeah. yeah. How do you forget that? No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Jerry, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. How many lipstick kisses are you getting from Kelly for this week's episode, Jamie? Aww. I think I'm going to get five, and I'll tell you why. <gasps> I'll tell you why. Because Can't wait no TV show would have the guts to run a storyline like this today. So I'm giving them retroactive credit <laughs> for doing that, because good on them. Where else are you going to see a storyline like that today? You're not. So good on them. Plus, I just think it was it was very funny, so... Nice. Five out of five. You know, although we'd love that these golden years we're in, we have not given a five out of five in a little while. So this is actually pretty cool to hear that again. God, I can't remember the last time we... Uh, I think I do know the last time we heard uh, what goes around came around. Yeah, I was going to say it was the Tiffany Thiessen episode, right? Yep. So we had one, two, three in between that any of us gave a five out of five. We all gave roughly fours in, in that area. Okay. Well. Wow. Plus, you know, I love it when Kelly does smart things. Yes, yes. Even though she's classified as simpleton in this episode. Or lower. Uh, now, Jerry, don't just say five so you could get an actual five kisses. You realize we're just joking about that. So, how many... Oh. Yeah. Well, so... hold on. I've got... Hold up. Twelve out of five. What is that? Half four. Uh, so, I guess four, then? Uh, okay. I was going to go with twelve. Uh, but if you're saying I can't, I'm not actually getting kisses. It, it doesn't play out like that, right? Uh, this was a super solid episode and one of the most interesting episodes of Married with Children ever. Jamie's completely right that there's no way they could have done half the stuff that they did in this episode. It's It, it has good stuff for every character. And I actually like the whole 
RC and Bud thing because one, I think it's hilarious, and two, it is just so weird. <laughs> and I like weird things, I have to say. Uh, but I had to take a full point off for the Steve trashing uh, that happened in this episode, so I could only give it a four. As as they left off the one name of this episode, you're leaving off that one star. Yep. Y'all can y'all can blame. Let's see. Eye for an eye with Jerry, guys. Just remember that with your interactions with him in the future. You talk bad about Steve, and you're gonna you're gonna end up in the in the place where Bosco is. Uh, Freshwater Lake. Yep, at the bottom of it. Wow, with cement shoes. Yeah, and a mouthful of tang. <laughs> uh, fate worse than well, it is death. Never mind. <laughs> All right, well, I will go right in the middle of the two of you. I'll be the double stuff in the Oreo. I will go 4.5 out of 5. Wow, what an episode. I think it's amazing that I couldn't remember the whole A plot that they disguise as a B plot. And I think that's pretty interesting that they do that in every way, shape, and form. Having that iconic last final image in your brain, having the opening of feet dreams with terrible effects having the episode name agony of defeat i mean it really should have been called the chicken and the zit or something you know like something that has to do with bud and marcy but no i like the chicken and the cowboy (laughs) yes fine something something but no they went with uh pulling the wool over our eyes disguising this trying to make us forget about it nice try guys uh, but yeah, it, the, listen, the writing is strong all the way through. Not a dull second. You wonder what the hell is going on with Al. Hot chick in the episode. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, such a taboo entire theme here. I can't believe Amanda Burst. I, I, no, I think she did tell us. Didn't she tell us that she even said to the writers, like, guys, we got to get out of this? Yeah, oh, she actually did running storyline. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When we when we interviewed her, she actually did bring up the fact that she was like, "This is way too weird for me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, sex point for Peggy. Yeah, we got a sex point, which we haven't had in a while. This is like a standout episode in the sense that this is the show that pushes the boundaries, and we all are are like tuned into that. We have that great sense of humor. This is the, this is the good stuff right here. And it's part of the golden years, and it's deserving. So, guys, wow, this is so sad, you know? Season four, I remember looking at this when we first started and just looking at all these amazing episodes. Hot Off the Grill, Dead Men Don't Do Aerobics, Buck Saves a Day, Tooth or Consequence, Fair Exchange, Desperately Seeking Miss October, I can go on, A Bundleful Life, God, it just goes on and on, Rock and Roll Girl, I could keep doing this, I really could. But I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say I can't believe we're on our last episode of all this. It's pretty amazing. So tune in next week as we review the final episode of the incredible season four Married with Children yard sale. Peg breaks the bank with her latest purchases until Al throws a garage sale to unload all her junk. I want to say I remember uh, in the season three wrap-up show when we talked about season four episodes that this was one I was really excited about. Yeah. 
I remember you saying that. And you can remember me saying that if you join the Married with Children Patreon. 